Welcome to Movie Maker. I'm Tim Malloy, and today my guest is Cornell Mondruzzo, director of Pieces of a Woman, out now on Netflix. It's written by his wife, Kata Weber, and if you haven't seen it, fair warning, it involves one of the worst things that a couple can experience. I think this film is notable for the way that it confronts an incredibly difficult subject and for the way it combines technical virtuosity with emotion. There's a 24-minute continuous scene in the film, but it isn't in any way distracting or flashy. As Madrizzo explains, it's essential to the film's point of view. I saw Pieces of a Woman without realizing whose point of view it is, and now that I know, I'm very eager to see the film again. Vanessa Kirby plays the main character in the film, Martha, and she's excellent, as are all the actors. Her boyfriend is played by Shia LaBeouf, and we talk briefly about what a shame it would be if his recent admitted wrongdoing prevented anyone from seeing this film. And now, Cornel Mandruzzo, director of Pieces of a Woman. Cornel Mandruzzo, welcome to Movie Maker. It's a real honor to talk with you about Pieces of a Woman. And just to start, I wonder, well, to start, really, I want to thank you um, because I saw this movie really soon after uh, my wife gave birth to a baby. And I think it's made me more patient and more appreciative to, to have him in the times when it's really stressful and difficult. Um, thinking, really flashing back to your movie has made me much more appreciative of how lucky we are that he's healthy and well. So thank you for that. Thank you so much. Um, and I wanted to ask, how did you and your wife choose the name of this film? Hmm. That's uh, it's, actually that was a the sentence uh, was wrote above a few fragments of dialogues in between a mother and daughter, and that was that pieces of a woman, mm-hmm. and and you know I cannot name it anymore anything else but this. Uh, uh, note in a notebook that pieces of a woman and and i really like it it's pretty poetic for me yeah i mean there's being in a relationship there's being a mother there's being yourself yeah it works in a lot of ways. yeah yes absolutely um we talked to benjamin loeb your cinematographer in the new issue of movie maker about how you shot the incredible 24 minute birth scene And one of the things he talked about is that the camera could be seen as from the perspective of a lost soul. Yes, yes, Uh, exactly. I mean, we really try to find a cinematic language for the isolation and the connection of the lost one. And, and, And during that discussions, we just discovered that the best would be if we can create with our camera like a like a presence somehow for the lost baby as uh, Martha uh, is uh, giving the ma- main love to that direction. And, uh, and you know, very practically you go into the topic like that, that how you can create that, what is the best technique just how to, to, to make it, that we end up with a tool called gimbal because we all felt the handheld and uh, kind of this kind of dogma freedom it's really personal and really go against the, the, the movie. It's too personal. And, but if we 
keep distance. And if we have a still camera, we, we felt it's very cold and manipulative and even like artsy. And, uh, and, and we use a gimbal, which is really not a tool for uh, feature films, more for music videos or sport. But at the end, we find it like this fluidity, this spirituality, this poesy, it really helps a lot to creating a cinematic approach to represent somehow an existing soul inside the room. So there is the idea, I think that's really beautiful, the idea that, that the child who's lost is kind of able to see this moment. Yes, definitely, exactly. And we use all way long in the film actually uh, till the end and we just using the, the gimbal all the time and uh, we shoot this, the whole film with one lens, which is like a Panavision zoom lens. And, uh, and that was it. So it, it was really like, uh, you know, we are really limiting our idea into one toy. So if the scenes shot on the gimbal are from the perspective of the lost soul, and if you're using the gimbal throughout the movie, is there a way to read this movie as we're sort of seeing, seeing the lost baby, seeing how things play out for, for his or her mother for the rest of, for the following eight months? Yeah, exactly. And also, you know, just, just, uh, uh, and, and strengths her somehow. And, and, and also, you know, when you are really hitting dark places as Martha is doing it. And also when I read the script first time, I find it like, okay, this, this movie is really not just about tragic and loss, it's as much about life, as much about love, as much about grace, as much about motherhood, as you are serious enough that you are the mother also for the lost one, as much about to give legacy also for the, the ones who is not with us. And, and that was, you know, absolutely new uh, perspective on a, on, a, on a grief for me and, and on a very special female perspective and that's, that was striking. So basically also when I discovered this kind of meanings, that was the point when I decided that our shared experience with my wife, personal shared experience about a miscarriage, it's, it's, it, but if we, if we uh, break our silence, then hopefully we break other silences as well about the taboo because it's a, it's a huge taboo. And what you find, it sometimes really makes you stronger. Yeah. Did this, did making this film and talking about this, this taboo, this thing that shouldn't be a taboo, obviously, um, did it, I don't want, I don't want this to sound trite in any way because I can't imagine the pain that you went through, but did this film in any way help you? Yes, yeah, sure. I mean, it was kind of a healing process and a therapy, but more than this, we really felt that, you know, as you're starting talking with your experience, how happy you are that you don't have to get this experience. So many others tell the same or they share their own experiences. And that was really like something like encouraging us to really go into uh, that topic. And if you can create, let's say, not a movie, but an experience for others to talk, yeah. What 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 else art wants to you know I mean this is this is everything what you can get from a from an artist and that was very important for me and uh, for us uh, definitely 
And it's, it's a good question, why is it taboo? Because it's really not a taboo. And this is true. You are really right. Even I don't talk about it. And when I'm checking back myself back in time, you know what? It's just very difficult to talk about it because it's so much go against the circle of life, maybe. And, you know, we are creating this taboo. So if we can uh, crash it is as much a task as, uh, as uh, understand it. Yeah. The film also makes some, some beautiful observations about healing and blame. And a lot of that is built into the Sarah Snook character um, and the legal process that takes place. Yeah. Um, I was a little, I was a little confused in the movie about, and it may not be important. And I'm curious if you think it's even important, whether this was a civil case or a criminal case or what was, what was happening with the midwife. Was she in criminal court or was she in civil court? It, it, actually, it, it, it forced to be to a criminal court. Hmm. That, that's, uh, that, that was it. And, you know, we are literally living in a blaming culture. So, yeah. and, uh, and, and a revenge culture, especially if you're watching the news every day, it's, it's here back again. And, 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 and in our case, um, you know, what was really healing from a perspective for Elizabeth, the mother of uh, uh, the, the, our story, as a survivor who is coming back from a very troublesome uh, background, historical background, and, and, you know, revenge was really healing. But for, for, for Martha, to her daughter, it, is, it, it, it doesn't give enough. It's just... It's just not, it's not the right process. So uh, 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 Martha understands she has to find her own way. And, and the whole motive is coming from a real case uh, from Hungary, which was against the midwife. She's, she was a pioneer of midwifery and she had a, a, a court case. And there was a mother, I was, I was in the room and there was a mother and, and she says, that she she just she 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 told that this woman try everything what she can, and and it's no one's fault, and yeah. there are happenings when it's, something is no one's fault, and yeah. it's tragic, but that's the truth. And when I heard that in the courtroom, I was like you know full with tears and emotions, and I felt she is a real hero. That mother who is without a baby telling that in Hungary for a midwife, it, it was huge. So that's me really picking up from a real case and, 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 and try, to, try to use it. And, and also I think it really doesn't have to always blaming uh, anyone because it doesn't feel that you are, you, uh, that you are uh, adult enough. That's interesting. I, I, obviously, that's a thing that I'm thinking a lot about today because we just saw the U.S. Capitol be overrun. And um, yes, crazy, my immediate, right? My, my immediate response is anger. It isn't, um, you know, forgiveness or empathy or gosh, why were they so mad that they felt they had to do that? Um, it's it's sort of the first thing we go to in every case. Um, anger can be the the most accessible emotion. And I have to admit, after the Shia LaBeouf abuse accusations came out, after I thought the things that you always think about, that's horrible, 
uh, one of the things I thought about was how much I liked your movie and that I hoped it wasn't negatively affected in any way. Um, had Yeah. Part, part of me doesn't want to contribute to even connecting that with your movie. Um, but on the other hand, I, I, I sort of, I guess I'm just wondering, were you, what was your response to it? You know, I mean, you know, that is our reality, let's say. And these are serious allegations that were hard to read. Yeah. You know, my heart was full of sorrow and sadness to read all of the accounts. And I believe all humans should feel like they can come forward and tell their truth. I stand with them. Yeah. And, and we are very proud that the film centers of the complexity and the beauty of a female journey. And our focus is remain shining on the light to our deeply personal story. And that was also on the shooting. And I really hope that's continue also for the release. Yeah, I have seen that. I've seen uh, news stories talking about the film that have said offhandedly, I hope this isn't distracting from the film. And I share that sentiment because it's a beautiful film. Thank you so much. Thank you. Could I ask, from a technical standpoint, you did an amazing thing with a single shot in the 24 minute sequence. We talked about the gimbal uh, and the sort of fluid camera movement. I was in awe of how you just created the illusion that Vanessa Kirby was pregnant and delivering a baby. How do you do that? I mean, is it practical? Is, is there CGI involved? How does that happen? No, uh, I mean, that was, the belly was practical. And of course we have a digital touch on it later, but just really, you know, a little bit uh, how is the, the, uh, the, the belly uh, connected to the skin. So those parts a little bit, but it's really practical. She really uses it even a, a couple of days before and, and she starts to walking with it. So it, it was really important to understand physically what's that. And, and for me, you know, it's a really difficult scene on that sense, how much you can show and how not, how, how, where you don't feel that you are became voyeuristic and, mm -hmm. and, and, and obscene, but also where you feel that, oh, the scene is not happening because, you know, I mean, uh, you, uh, as I heard, you are a father as well. You know, that's a moment, it's a very animalistic moment that you are the closest somehow to the, to the nature or the mother, mother earth, you know? I mean, this is, this, this is like that. So we have to creating that moment. So basically what we are trying to do is how we can create special moments, you know? And those special moments, for example, the blood drops, or also when we are just panning down for a second and you see a, a little bit of a head of a baby try to coming out, you know, that's, that's, that's really like almost like a moment of wish and just go back to the face, but you feel that is happening yeah. and, 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 and the spirit or, or, or the existing spirit who is there for the room, it is, uh, it is just like shy to watching those moments, but those moments are happening. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that, that, that was it. And we did everything practical. So we have a, a piece of vagina with a head and we had the, the, the practical belly. We just really do the, uh, the, the blood drops as well, you know, and then, th and that was somehow this, this few elements, which is sell the scene uh, 
as much as a real experience, but not to be obscene and, and voyeuristic, but keep the tenderness and the, and the shyness somehow as well uh, for, for, for that moment. I, I know that a lot of reporters are probably telling you their personal stories, and I'm sorry to contribute to that. But when I when our baby was delivered, um, one of the things that they kept telling us was, "It's not like a movie; it doesn't happen very quickly." Um, yes, <laughs> and you, you did a great job compressing time because although it's 24 minutes, you certainly get the idea that this is happening over hours and hours. Um, or yeah. it doesn't even necessarily, the time doesn't even matter. I mean, because when you think back on it, it's impressionistic and you're going to remember it as a few minutes, even though it was hours and hours. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, I mean, it's also when you started to build up a scene like that, it's really a lots of questions pop up, especially from the from a filmmaking perspective or, or an, an, an academic filmmaking perspective. But what we felt immediately, we just don't want to do this kind of jump cut, uh, time jump cut style that, you know, that was the first hour, that was the second hour or something, because you felt that it's uh, irre already, if I may say, too factual. You know, mm -hmm. it's based on facts. And I, I was like so much against it because that, that's not how your memory working. And, 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 and movies, in my opinion, is very closer to experience or, or, or memory. I mean, good movies. <laughs> but but, uh, but that's what was, we would like to create there. And, 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 and that's why it was really an idea to compress an, an, an amazing amount of time into that expanded film time. But that expanded film time, because of the art form of cinema, it is 24, 25 minutes. It is enough expanded that you feel there is no time. You know, yeah. that's what you feel. You don't feel like it's 25 minutes. You feel like it's endless or it's stopped. It's almost frozen time. And what's happening inside this kind of circulation of the compressed time, which can be, as you said, nine hours, 14 hours a day, it depends on the personal experience, uh, who, what you have, if you give a birth as a mother or you attended a little bit like an observer as, and a filmmaker as a father. Yeah. Something I ask a lot of filmmakers is, what was the biggest challenge in making this movie and how did you overcome it? I can think of a lot of potential challenges. Um, the major challenge how you can do in a cinematic and how you're creating to feel uh, the isolation, mm. which is, again, it is so an abstract feeling, you know? It's really kind of difficult to shoot out from a story because, you know, you can shoot out a fight easily or mm. dialogues, but when you are really facing abstract connections like the infinite love to someone who is not there or how you isolated from the street, same street as you were before. You know, I mean, that's, that, that was the most challenging. And this is also part of the cinema and also part of the art, artistic uh, process, how you create that and how you give the feeling somehow to the audience to feel exactly emotionally. And again, it was really important for me again and again that, that how this movie can be an experience 
and an emotional journey, an inner journey for one character. Because, you know, I really would like to switch off the intellectual level. And that's why I choose, how can I say, a simple situation, almost banal situations. How can I connect it to that? How, how you can create their raw emotions? And that's almost a taboo in cinemas today, you know? Because you, ha you have to have a critic, kind of distant uh, criticism politically or just entertaining or, you know, but how we can conquer somehow an emotional ride again. And that was very uh, beautiful and challenging somehow in creating this movie. And I felt, uh, you know, the legacy to do so as, uh, as the story is very personal. Uh, I'm recording this outside of Boston, where I've been for much of the last year. And I just wanted to say, I thought you did a really good job of capturing Boston, even though this was shot in Montreal. You did a really nice yes. job of the mix of blue and white collar, like all of the different accents. How did you get Boston so well? I mean, you're Hungarian. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you know that I'm a European director and, and especially I'm a Eastern European director with an Eastern soul. And, uh, and when we started to, to thinking that there would be uh, believable that story, what we need, it's kind of a, you know, a strong clash in between liberals and conservatives. And uh, we need a large Jewish non-religious community. And, uh, and, and, and also uh, you need somehow a believable in a way, a European background, at least through the mother figure. So we ended up in Boston. And, uh, and then when I went there, and also the writer, Kata Weber, has some uh, family connections over there. So mm -hmm. when we went there, and then we understand it's, it's not that far what we are wishing for. And we, I spent like, I don't know, not that much, like five, six days. And we, I really look around the city. And when we went up to Montreal, I felt that it's absolutely possible to 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 doing it but you know it's, it's funny you know i mean uh, yes it's funny that, that eastern europe is not that far from boston city but that's uh, that's the truth i try to tell people that on the west coast all the time and they never believe me <laughs> you're right <laughs> thank you for listening if you enjoyed this episode i hope you'll subscribe to hear all of our episodes Yesterday, movie maker managing editor Caleb Hammond had an awesome talk with another married movie making duo, Dion Taylor and Roxanne Event. I loved it. They were talking about their new film, Fatal, which is kind of reviving the sexy erotic thriller genre that doesn't get, a, doesn't get as much love as it deserves. It deserves more respect. And see you next episode for another excellent interview by your regular host, Eric Steuer. Peace.